0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I'll be your host today, and I'm here with Allison from CrossFit Oakdale in Oakdale, California. What's up, Allison? How are you today? Good, good. Doing well. Awesome. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Of course. All right. Let's jump into the details here. How did you get started? What made you want to own your own CrossFit
2: box? So um, we actually lived on the East Coast until about 2008. And my husband got a transfer with his job to California. Um, so we went from Brooklyn, New York, to cowboy capital of the world, Oakdale, California. It was a giant switch. Um, At the time, stay-at-home mom, had three kids under the age of five when we moved out here. Um, husband was big into CrossFit, which on the East Coast, it had not really gotten there yet, um, just Mm -hmm. a little bit, but his brother had introduced him. So he went from basically hanging a set of rings in the playground um, in Brooklyn to moving out to California where they're, you know, the birthplace of, of CrossFit. So he had more access to it and he was doing it all the time after work. Um, I started going and watching him do it with my three kids because I was bored at home because I didn't know anybody. Right. Um, and he participated in 2009 at the sectionals at Aromas, which is the CrossFit ranch. Um, and so we went to that and just watching kind of the different things that I hadn't really seen before um, being done in a competitive level or being just done better. And it was just so much more exciting. All I could think of was I have three kids and for some reason, not that I'm ever going to be in a jungle, but if I'm in a jungle, I'm going to be that cartoon character hanging off the side, with like a branch and not being able to pull myself up and save myself. Right. So with three kids, I was like, that's not great. Um, so I, all I really wanted to do was to be able to do a pull-up. So I started doing CrossFit, um, and then in doing that, because the gym that we were at at the time, the kids could kind of run around and do their own thing. You just started watching them do it, and they're doing burpees and they're doing squats and they're smiling when they're doing. They're having a great time. Um, so I thought if I could get into this, I could be a coach, and then I could coach kids classes. Mm -hmm. And then that way, my kids would have something to do as well. So that's kind of how I got into coaching itself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started coaching at that other CrossFit gym where my husband was coaching as well. And they wanted to expand. um, And they wanted us to be able to coach at multiple CrossFits. And again, three kids under the age of five, I don't really have the time to travel to different towns to coach. So we thought, you know, we could, we can open up our own. Um, and then by the time we opened up in 2011, they had really gotten into doing um, more competitive CrossFit where they were having the open and having regionals. And my husband was big into that. He had gone to regionals six times. So we had a little bit of that kind of competitive spark to us. So for us to open the gym at the time that we did, it it was perfect. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. So it kind of just happened... Naturally, it was kind of like a, a
2: natural progression up to owning your own. Yeah, it it really worked out well. Um, as I said, that gym was looking to open two other CrossFits, and it just wasn't, if they were going to do that, I wasn't going to be able to coach there anymore. So right. For us to open it, and our town is small, um, 22,000 people, um, we just kind of picked a tiny warehouse and and kind of started from there. Right. Absolutely. That's awesome. All right. So now typically
1: CrossFit is based mostly around group classes. So is that the case with you? Are there any other services that you're offering within your facility?
2: We are mostly group classes, I would say 99%. We have a couple of, um, we have like a stretching class, but it's mostly a group CrossFit class. And we do adults. And then um, two days a week, we have a kids and a teens program. Like, okay. Super fun. Um, those kids or in the teens program, we probably have like six kids who've been doing it for eight years, at least. Wow. If not my kids who started, you know, one of them was two when he started, he's 15 now. Wow. And it's just fascinating. It's so cool to watch them and see how they've grown organically over the years too, just from being around it. And, you know, they did two kids classes a week and now they're just They're in teen classes, they're in the adult classes. They're really a part of the community. And it's really really cool.
1: Yeah, that is really cool to watch them move through the process all the way up. That's very cool. So now, um, how many members do you have at the facility currently?
2: We have around 125. Not all of them are um, monthly memberships. We Mm -hmm. do a punch card where you can purchase four, uh, four, eight or 12 classes. And coming back from the pandemic and COVID and, you know, jumping back in, we found that our punch cards were, were moving a little bit better for people who hadn't done it before, um, but maybe had seen, you know, during that quarantine, you just put everything on social media. So I think more people saw what we were doing, even though mm-hmm. we were doing it from home, um, it kind of let them ease their way in. And the punch card is definitely a, a better way to do it for people who are a little bit more tentative, mm-hmm. or know how it's going to work into their schedule. Right. Okay.
1: And now as far as the, the marketing piece goes and getting the word out there about what it is that you do and the services that you offer, how are you going about doing that? Are you doing any Facebook advertising, Google uh, are you word of mouth referral based? What's the the main source there, or a little bit of everything?
2: It is a little bit of everything. Um, I've done a couple of Facebook ads in in the past with some video, and it didn't really it didn't really give as much bang for the buck that I was hoping for. So we kind of stick to the tried and true. Um, we have a referral program. If you bring somebody in, you get twenty percent off of your next monthly membership fee. Um, mm-hmm. We'll do like a bring a friend it, it's generally always bring a friend like if you have somebody who wants to come and try it out and they're more comfortable coming with you bring them in and and we'll we'll work together
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, but sometimes we'll do different bring a friend events we had a bring a friend month where you could bring someone in and uh, whenever you wanted to and they would get like a towel that said you know did crossfit didn't die mm-hmm. um and then they got like uh, a bath bomb um, so just little giveaways that kind of made it a little bit more fun for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so referral program, definitely do that. Um, I forgot the other one that you had mentioned.
1: Um, Facebook, Google, social. Oh, word of mouth.
2: Yeah, word of mouth is is giant. Again, it's a small town, um, small country town. So the more we can have our people kind of talk everything up, um, the more that we kind of see people coming in, especially Mm -hmm. with social media. um, You know, we have an Instagram account, of course. And so taking pictures of people while they're working out, especially if it's something that they've never done before, if it's a PR moment for them, um, posting that on social media, tagging them in it, they will repost it and then I will repost it again. It's just this, you know, silly little spiral, but those are the moments that, you know, their friends are like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. Like that was amazing. You did your first pull up or, you know, you did a clean and jerk, whatever it is. Um, word of mouth is, is definitely big for that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So now across all of those different ways of kind of advertising, getting the word out there, how many new faces are you seeing on average per month?
2: I would say we probably see or have some sort of interest between 10 and 15 people per month. Um, and then, we're probably pulling in like four to five of those.
1: Okay. Okay, so four to five of those. And now this is the piece that people don't like to talk about. The people that are leaving every month. So, <laughs> how many people would you say are are leaving every month?
2: Yeah. On- we- retention rate on average is probably closer to like three or four per month whether it's uh, you know I was a traveling nurse or um, I'm going back to mm. school or it's just not fitting into my schedule right um, yeah so and that's why I said we kind of hover at 125 it's always seemed mm-hmm. to be like this break-even type thing
1: right yeah yeah absolutely it's I mean it happens right like people people leave that's just it happens right. because they get new jobs like you said they're traveling nurses or you know something comes up or their schedule changes or whatever it might be so that's always a piece so getting a constant flow of people in the door is an important factor in kind of either keeping things the same or growing that membership now is growing the membership something that you're interested in doing? Are you looking to increase that bring some more people in the door? Or where's your mindset on on the the growth of the business?
2: Growth is key right now, especially coming off of, you know, everything that everyone's gone through. Um, Yeah, in the past, when we first opened, and we, we've been in the same complex, but we started off in a smaller unit. So it was like, 1800 square feet and then after six months we rented the unit next door broke down a wall now we've got double the space still wasn't enough so at two years we moved into a space that is 5500 square feet um a year after that we leased the unit next door again put another hole in the wall um and so now we're somewhere around like 65 6600 square feet wow awesome within that time frame The landlord that I had had for the first seven years sold the unit. So now we had a property management place come in. My Mm -hmm. landlord, like I saw him to pay the rent and like every once in a while he would stop by, but it wasn't like, it wasn't really a business for him. So he never raised my rent. It was never an issue.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. New property management company comes in. And now in the past three years, my rent's gone up over a thousand dollars. Wow. So those are the, you know, those are the bad things. If you want to talk about that. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So within that space, like we now really need more people, um, to be able to comfortably, you know, comfortably pay myself. Comfortably do all the things that we want to be able to do and make it more fun. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And now post COVID, so is the membership down a little bit still post-covid are you getting back to pre-covid numbers or are you actually in a better place than you were prior to how does that look for you
2: not in a better place we had a little bit of like gym coach drama that kind of comes sometimes mm-hmm. um, so and that happened right there around the end of 2019 in fact our, it all kind of got taken care of I think like middle of February and we shut down in one like March mm-hmm. so coming off of that was rough and then to go from finally getting the dust settled from you know things that had happened um and then you go into the quarantine I think emotionally and mentally I it was a lot yeah um yeah, absolutely so I think we are back to where we were, but as I said, expenses have, have gone up. So even the membership that was working really well before everything, um, it's not, it's just not the same.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So what is, I mean, yeah, six, you said it's like 6,600 square feet you've got now.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a pretty good amount of space for the amount it, of members. That you yeah, have. it's giant. And since coming back from COVID, we've limited it to twelve people per class. There might be more, but the more people would be coaches. If there's an extra coach that just was going to come in and work out, yeah, you got another set of eyes on the floor. Um, but for the most part, it would be twelve members per class, which then starts to limit you as to, you know, if I had everybody who came in who had a membership or who had a punch card, if everybody showed up on the same day, that wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, so now it's trying to figure out how do we get more people, but then how do we fit the more people once we get them? Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, are you, it seems like you would have enough space to, to spread people out. What is the, like, what is the sticking point there? Is it like coaching, like the availability of coaching to have enough coaches to,
2: kind of accommodate the larger number of people or it was more of a space thing because once you came back and everyone had to have you know everyone got like 12 foot by 12 foot square space you know fit that. but um about three weeks ago we just went and tore up all the duct tape and you know so we are back to our open space but now you have to take people who for two years were told to like stay in your space. Don't take anybody else's stuff. And so now we're like, it's just to take a little bit of time to get back to people being comfortable to moving around the way we used to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, is there
1: like a a number that you have in mind as far as membership that you would like that you think would, would fit well in the facility and kind of make, make things work a little bit better as far as covering expenses, making sure everyone gets paid.
2: I think 150 would be awesome. 175 would probably be my goal number. Yeah. But I think 25 extra more people could, could definitely ease up a little bit of the burden at the moment.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Right. But 175 would be like, break out the champagne. I think I've really done it in this small town our town probably has like seven or eight gyms yeah we're the only CrossFit gym we're the only one that does what we do okay there's a lot of gyms in the town
1: Hmm. okay and so is that kind of your main focus and your main goal for 2022 is growing the membership first and then you know focusing on other things from there
2: growing membership is definitely number one Um, Mm -hmm. a nutrition program is number two, and then setting up a barbell club is number three.
1: Okay. All right. So as far as the implementing the, the nutrition, um, system is that, are you offering nutrition services right now to your clients at all, or you're kind of looking to go in that direction?
2: Going, looking to go into that direction. Um, Okay. And it's more of we will do we used to do a nutrition challenge every year, and so okay. you sat down and you got to talk to the people about this is what we're doing this is why we're doing it this is how you should be kind of living your life, mm-hmm. um, and then again coming back from the quarantine it's it's all it kind of got a little loosey goosey we weren't doing as many challenges we we generally do um, two competitions per year and those are some pretty good money makers for us. But even that getting back into getting people to want to work out with people that they don't know or have other people come into your facility, everything there was still kind of up in the air. So that would probably be another part of it too. But the nutrition program would be more for um, giving everyone kind of a basic idea of why we should eat what we should eat And then if they wanted to take that further into more of an accountability piece, then it would be an add-on to what we currently offer. But we would still want to offer a a little smidge of it to our, as part of our base membership.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so you said
2: you, you had done nutrition challenges in the past. Was that Yeah. Like a 30 day or eight weeks. Like we're going to take something away. Like let's focus on our sleep. Let's focus Mm. on our um, relaxation or self-care as well as like, Hey, we're going to cut down on this week. You know, nobody's going to eat anything white and sugary. Let's take that this week. And then the next week we're going to build on that. Like if you drink alcohol, let's cut that out this week and kind of see how Mm -hmm. we feel after that. And then, you know, they have that basis of this is my starting measurements. These are my ending measurements. There's a bit of a you know financial buy-in so that they feel a little bit more connected, right? Um, and then in the end, you know, here's your winner. You either get like a little bit of money back, you get personalized T-shirts, mm-hmm. you know, giveaway, right? Yeah, because that was my next question was, were they
1: paying for that? Yeah, because I mean that obviously, like you said, the the financial buy-in piece that's a big one to. Keep people accountable. But then I'm just thinking about like when you launch that nutrition program, running like a challenge or something like that to launch, it would be a good way to get your members involved in it, but then also get new people in the door too, because when they come in and they're, you know, working with the programming, as far as the fitness stuff goes and combining the nutrition and getting results pretty quickly typically they're going to stick around and roll into those longer term memberships as well. So that could, you could kind of kill two birds with one stone there. And then also for the business side of things, acquiring some cash up front is always good. We like, we like money in our hands. So that's always good too. Um, So, so that's exciting. Is there like a timeline on that? Are you rolling it out within the next few months or still kind of in the planning process for that?
2: So today for CrossFit is the first day of the Open. They released the workout 23 minutes ago. Um, So this is like the start of the Open season. And with that, we do like an intramural thing. And so it will be definitely after the Open. It's three weeks. Um, So to the middle of March, I can really kind of sit down and focus. And I have another coach who I'm going to work with on that. So I'm hoping that by the end of April, maybe the beginning of May, we'll have something to be able to present to people and, and get them on board. And then we could probably start like a summer, you know, let's get ready for the summer, um, but start yeah. habits for the summer.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely. That's always a good way to get your members re-engaged and then also draw in new faces as well and kind of get people excited and get them results. And then those things end up, uh, Leading to people sticking around for longer too. So
2: that's awesome. For us, Um, it's not, I would say, not similar to a regular gym where January is not a big push for us. Like, hmm. we don't really get a lot of people in January. We get them when school gets out and then when school goes back in. Yeah. (laughs) So that's kind of our bigger season.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, this year seems a little bit different than the typical January from what I've heard. You know, it seems like there wasn't really a big push this January, just in general um, for people getting into the gym. But I think more so this year the springtime into summer will be an even bigger time just because a lot of the restrictions have relaxed more so and you know with the seasons changing and it getting into summer it's fitness starts to become uh more important to people as the weather gets warmer um yeah. and so i think that we'll see a bigger push then rather than in january so all right now I want to talk about um, just kind of like the process that you bring people through once they show interest in potentially joining the gym. Are they coming in on like a free trial or like a free class or something like that? Are they paying to come in the door? And then once they do, how do you kind of walk them through to actually get them signed up for a membership?
2: We have, in the past 10 years, I feel like we have done it all. We've offered a free week. We've offered, um, you know, come in and pay for a week, Mm -hmm. 25 bucks, come in and pay for it. Then maybe you'll come in for the whole week. Um, Currently, we do um, a free class. So they come in with a friend or if they find us through the website, we give you a code and this gets them all set up and we use MindBody as our Mm -hmm. management system. Um, So... We give them the free code, they sign up for a class. That kind of gives them a little bit of leeway too to figure out when they want to come in. Um, And they sign up for the class and then they come in and work out. From there, it's kind of like maybe one in every 50 people is like, oh, I'm really not sure. Mm. So you know what, come in and try out a class that's a little bit different. Maybe you came on an only weightlifting day. Let's come in and try out another class. and then, from there, uh, you know if they're interested, we we get them all settled and signed up. Um, rarely do we have to offer um, a kind of like a foundationals class. And we've tried that in the past two one hundred and fifty bucks, three classes come in, learn all kind of the basics.. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found in the past, and it could be in our in our area that I didn't have enough people coming in at the same time to offer like a group foundational class, which I think would have been really cool. Yeah. Um, but so they were one-on-one foundational classes. And in doing that, we had a lot of like, we had a great time with you, you know, learning all these things, but we're not ready to go into their class. Oh. Okay, but you're you're fine. You know, like you've learned the movements I have I have no fear and I'm safety Sue. Like if I thought you needed an extra one, I would be like, you're still going. Like right. Not ready to be released to the public right now. Um, but that's what was happening. And so after that, it it kind of turned into like, okay, you're gonna go into a class. If you, if we think that you need a little bit more, we'll put another coach on the floor. Like maybe I'm not coaching that day, or my husband's not coaching that day. Um, we'll both be there. And that way we can have you be within the class, getting that community aspect of it while still learning the movements. All right. of our coaches focus too when we go through everything, especially if it's more technical, is treat everybody like they've never done it before. Yes. In doing that, you're warming them up anyway. And not everybody's perfect. So everybody could use a couple of the progressions too. So we're just going to pretend that everybody is starting off everybody gets to go through their movement, everybody's safe.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, that must have been frustrating, putting people through those initial classes, and then them being like, "Mm, I'm not really ready yet. Right,
2: it's, and it's like, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's right. Okay, I promise. It's not as hard as you think it is. Right. It's really not. I mean, that's another thing. It's like, you can watch the CrossFit games on TV, and it's awesome, but we're a rec league. Like we have had people go to the games, but for the most part, we are everyday people just trying something a little bit different, trying mm-hmm. to be healthy. Right. Yeah,
1: I know. I, that's, I talk to a lot of CrossFit box owners and that's something that I think a lot of times you have to kind of fight through is that idea that people think, about CrossFit. Like people come in with this idea about what it is and then you have to kind of break it down. Like this is for everyone. You know, we're not, we are not the CrossFit games, you know, we're training the same style, but it's a little bit, uh, scaled back a little bit to, to the point where everybody can do it. Um, but I think, yeah, a lot of times people come in, they've, they've kind of got the wrong idea or they're intimidated or they're afraid they're going to get injured or, you know, there's all these things that are kind of running through people's minds and having to kind of break through that initially and get them to feel comfortable and, you know, willing
2: to jump into those classes, I'm sure is a little bit challenging sometimes. All right. We have a lot of gyms in our area. And a yeah. lot of those gyms are very much like boot campy. Mm. So I think people too get the idea of like, oh, I'm just gonna go here and I'm not going to try that. So right. I think that's kind of it hampers what we're trying to do as well. But right. Yeah.
1: All right. So now something I always love to ask about is bottlenecks in the business. Are there any main bottlenecks? I know we talked about membership, kind of like increasing membership, getting more people in the door, but anything else that you're experiencing right now, that's kind of holding you back from potentially reaching that next level of growth?
2: Oh, that's a really, really good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, like, as I said, the it's a small town. And, you know, I hate that I kind of go to that is, is part of it. But in, in trying to get our name out there or get people to understand that it is accessible to everyone. Right. um, I think that's, that's probably still the case. And that's kind of how it's always been. It's opening up more because I think people are seeing more of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and we are getting where we're located. We're getting a lot more people who are kind of moving into our area, Um, to get out of the Bay Area in San Francisco. And and so we're getting an influx of people that might be more aware of CrossFit itself. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I would just say trying to change that image of what people think it is. Price-wise, it's not, you know, for group classes, we're comparable to all the other boot camps and and things like that. So it's really just kind of that mind shift or mind frame shift that has to be. I don't just want to lose weight. I want to get stronger. I want to be more flexible. I want to have a healthier lifestyle. It's not just, Hey, I want to lose 50 pounds if I only have 20 pounds to lose. So Mm -hmm. I think that that would be a bottleneck because Mm -hmm. we're just not, we're not really like that. Like, yes, we're absolutely here to get fit, to get healthy, but we don't just want you to lose weight. We want you to get stronger. We want you to be able to touch your toes. If you weren't able to touch your toes before, like right? Mm-hmm. want to increase your, your lifestyle.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In in every way, not just in the gym, outside of the gym as well. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Um, so just kind of getting getting the word out there about what what it is that you truly do, not just what people kind of perceive CrossFit as, but what you do. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now one thing I, I really love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility, going their own way, doing their own thing. You've been in the game for a little bit now. Um, so what would that be? What's the main thing that kind of jumps out to you there? Uh, There's so many things that come to mind, I'm sure, but one of the main things.
2: Um, I think probably one of the main things was like, you're never going to figure it out. (laughs) Only in the sense that like my first year, I'm like, when I am five years in, I'm going to know what I'm doing and I have this whole thing figured out. And then five years came and I was like, when there's 10 years in, like, I'm going to have this figured out. And then you throw in a quarantine and a pandemic and you're like, Exactly. Yeah, expect that, you know. Mm-hmm. So now we have to adjust and shift. And so I, I would say, like, kind of be prepared to be ready for anything, even if you're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Expect the unexpected. That's for sure. Absolutely.
1: But I mean, props to you because most gyms don't make it to year five. So you're <laughs> at wait. What year are you in now?
2: We just finished our tenth year, so we're in. Okay, our- ten.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, those who do make it to year five usually aren't profitable until year five, but most gyms only make it to about three years and
2: then they close. Uh, so good for you guys. Yeah. I, I would, I would put that all in my husband. His programming is, is amazing. And his love for that, he has a day job. Like, so his love for what he does at the gym is really kind of brought our community together and and made it what it is so yeah absolutely very cool
1: that's awesome yeah the passion at the end of the day you know makes the difference yeah awesome all righty so now as we start to wrap up here where can the listeners find you on social media
2: uh we are on instagram at crossfit oakdale and on Facebook at Oakdale. but if you just look up any of those, anything about CrossFit Oakdale, um, it'll bring you right to all of our social media pages, and then our website is CrossFitOakdale.com. All righty, perfect. So Allison from
1: CrossFit Oakdale in Oakdale, California, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It's been awesome having you on the show today. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. To all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there. We'll catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner, that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money.
5: doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of CrossFit 757 in Norfolk, Virginia. Autumn Weiss, how are you doing today?
3: I'm great. Thanks for having me.
5: Thank you for being on here today. I am excited to hear all about what we have going on. So let's jump into it. Tell me about CrossFit 757.
3: Yeah, CrossFit 757 is a CrossFit affiliate in Norfolk, Virginia. Um, we are in our uh, going into our 13th year as an affiliate um and yeah just a, a community driven community over everything gym um group classes personal training um some specialty programs all the good stuff
5: <laughs> awesome so the thing that stands out I and mean, there's a lot of things that stand out about your gym but first and foremost you know to be in the game for almost 13 years uh, have seen a lot of things come and go you know economic changes pandemic changes in the CrossFit world, things like that. So um, really the thing that that I always have to question is how do you stay in the game that long? Because business is one thing and you're gonna continue there, but with all the ebbs and flows and things that come with it, emotional highs and lows, financial highs and lows, uh, what's the number one driving force? Like what keeps you guys running this thing day in and day out for almost 13 years?
3: Yeah, that's- a great question. Um, we, you know, I feel like affiliates that are on, on, have been around this long, like have tried everything, you know, you've done it all. Um, but you know, it works. And I think the biggest thing for us has been keeping the community in the forefront, like our membership, um, the members, keeping the members in, in, you know, as in the middle, like constant, um, and not trying to be going with all the trends all the time. You know, we're a classic CrossFit gym. We don't, we just really teach the methodology. We don't try to be, you know, what's next and greatest, you know, thing coming out. Um, We just keep our members first and really stick to good coaching, good, um, you know, keeping a, a great gym space. And, you know, it, other than that, it's, it's been successful because we, I feel like we're not trying to be everything to everyone, you know, all the time. <laughs> so yeah, that's worked well for us.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's one of those things with, if you're, you know, a, a true believer in the CrossFit methodology, as far as exercise goes and, and how the, the fitness aspect is expressed a lot of the longevity that we see with, with longtime affiliates is what do you wrap that around with? You know, what, what is your niche? What is the, the thing that you count on the most? And something we talked about a little bit off air is you've got a large staff, um, but haven't forced any square pegs in round holes. It would be really easy with a gym your size to say, we've got Bob or Nancy or whomever, They want to work full-time and all right, that's great. You know, it's, it's, you know, 30, 40 hours a week off our plate, but you've assembled a group, not just by, by not wanting to have anyone full-time, but a group of part-time coaches and you still coach a lot yourself really based on, it sounds like a a philosophy of someone isn't a really great fit for the culture and community that you've wrapped around, you know, the CrossFit methodology you just assume do it yourself or figure out alternative plans than, than to just put, put bodies in seats or in Absolutely. places. So I'd like to know a little bit about how, you know, what growing pains may be associated with that, what you find the pros and cons are. If you've tried having full-time employees, where, where, what you've done that's landed you to where you are in staffing right now.
3: Yeah. I mean, our staffing has definitely like ebbed and flowed through the years. Um, you know, we've, we've been as low as like five or six coaches, um, include that includes my husband and I, um, you know, and then now we're sitting at uh, 10, at 10, around 10, 11. So, um, yeah, I think what works has worked well for us is, is kind of that natural, um, you know, somebody in the gym that's been a member for a while, you know, they, they are loving it and they want to kind of take that next step. And, you know, generally they'll ask us like, Hey, I'm interested in maybe, potentially coaching. Like, what does that look like? You know, how do you guys go about that? And we love to bring people up that are, that have been members because they know how we run things. They know how we operate. Um, they know the standards that we are keeping. So, um, it's just a natural progression. Um, you know, and so we talk to them like, Hey, first step's going to be to go get your level one. Um, if they, you know, have the the discipline and you know or the passion i guess and they want to really move forward with it they do they go get their level one they sign up um and from there that doesn't mean they're gonna immediately coach it's like okay great that's step one now step two is is really to intern and and to show us that you know you're gonna put effort into this to learn and it's a whole different ball game i think people don't understand like going from an athlete to a coach is is very different <laughs> you uh as an athlete, you're worried about yourself only, and you know reps in the workout and time, and you know all of that is based around yourself. But once they kind of flip that that world to now they're they're running a class, they don't. I guess they don't really. A lot of people are just shocked and floored that um, you know having to have time management, and now you have a class of twenty people, and you're having to you know get to each one of those people and really. Um, and run a fun class. And it's not just about, you know, memorizing the, the progressions, right. You know, and they have to have just, there's just so much involved in that hour that they're just, I can like floored every single time, you know, and they're like, wow, I had no idea <laughs> that it was going to be this hard. And so that takes time to develop. And we don't want people just um, going through the motions out there. Like, you know, again, like you have to, we, we our coaches all know the progressions of the nine fundamental movements as far as like, you know, a push press progression, push jerk, um, sumo deadlift high pull, all that. Like we want you to not know it inside and out so that our whole staff teaches the same as far as the technicalities of the movements. You know, we all have our own flair and our own um, way of doing things. And that's what makes your, you know, the classes unique. But as far as, you know, each of the movements and how they're taught, I can take somebody in off the street, any of our coaches can, and they're going to learn the push jerk the same way from all of us, you know, and that's really important. And I think that's, um, what sets us apart from a lot of other other gyms, you know, people travel and drop into somewhere else and, um, they come back to us and they're like, wow, like we didn't go over any movements, you know, they just get thrown into the class. Like, and that's just not how we do things and not how we operate. And, um, so it's just. It's, it's great pulling people up through, through membership. That's really worked well for us. We've had a couple of coaches come from other gyms that have, um, you know, had a lot of experience coaching and we will, you know, watch them on the floor, give them an opportunity. Um, but most of the time when they first join our gym, we, we ask for them to be a member for a couple of months. We don't just immediately, you know, when they're interested in coaching, to put them right in there. It's like, we want you to be a member of our community, make sure you're a good fit for us, make sure we're a good fit for you. Um, and we'll go from there. Um, so that's, that's worked really well. Uh, there's been many people (laughs) that have not made it through that process. Um, they just don't want to put the time in to, you know, interning and because we have them, you know, observe classes for a set, not a set amount of time, but, you're going to observe classes. You're just going to watch. You're not going to talk. You're not going to, you know, try to coach anybody. You're just there to watch. And then, then we move into all right. Now you're going to run a warm up. You know. Um, then we we add we keep adding pieces, and you know to where eventually they're running a class, and it's constant feedback. You know. Um, so that's how we've done things, and and it's really helped us have a solid staff that they. They know what it took for them to get there, and so they appreciate being on staff, you know, and they have a lot of um, just passion and and loyalty to the gym. so um, and they they're you know, they're just awesome. we we love our all of our coaches. yeah,
5: that's a you can tell that's a system that's really gone through a lot of iterations, and there's a lot of thought that goes into it rather than just, Hey, we love anybody who wants to coach, and if they get their L1, we'll we'll let them do it with their own personality and flair. And um, I think, you know, from making sure people are involved and part of the culture, the community, they have the expectations. That's a given for most gyms. They they want to do that in the CrossFit world. Uh, but I really like that you you have this system in place where you're striving for the highest level of consistency. Uh, one of my favorite. Uh, business books is the e-myth by Michael Gerber. And he talks about how the level of service you have is almost in some instances, less, less important in a business where you have repeat clients than the consistency of it. You know, people will love a consistent seven or eight out of 10 more than something where today, you know, I've got, you know, coach Bob and it's a 10 and tomorrow I've got coach newbie and it's a four. And then it's, it's flip a coin and they don't know what to expect. And it's in something that can be as technical and involved and really, you know, complicated and, and intimidating as CrossFit. If you can take away at least one of those things, the inconsistency and in I think people will sometimes kind of shoo it away and be like, well, we need all our coaches to have their own personality and flair. And it's like, there's room for personality in that, but it doesn't mean like you said that you know that the progressions should be the shouldn't be the same that the execution the feedback shouldn't be the same, and really it, it takes a lot of work and a lot of dedication to put that in place, which is probably one of the things that keeps people away from it. The other being that a high percentage of CrossFit specifically owners are athletes, and in, in some of the more better or more dedicated athletes that don't see through the lens of you know, your everyday, you know, general pop person is coming in Mm -hmm. and doesn't want to spend four hours watching technique videos every day. they are a totally, totally different breed of humans. So the attention to that is, is really something that I appreciate. And it it does apply in other things. Uh, More specifically, I've seen a lot of people draw similarities to yoga because of the amount of movement and technicality and how much you know, personal training or progression or assistance can help too. And I, I might have never equated CrossFit to yoga for any other reason other than that, but but really cool to see how you have attention to that. So
3: yeah, and it, it does also set them up well. Like what we found is coaches that get their level one and they coach with us for a while, because we really, you know, teach those progressions a lot, sets them up well for their level two. You know, when they go to take their level two and you have to actually coach progressions at the level two. um, They're like, this is what I do every day, you know, where I I remember taking my level two and I was kind of surprised that a lot, there was a lot of affiliate owners in my level two that, that didn't know the progression for a push jerk, you know? And, and uh, I was like, wow, how do you run your classes? You know, how do you take like somebody that's brand new? Like, how are you that means somebody's teaching them a different way to do it every single time, you know. And and how is that person supposed to get better at that movement when there isn't that consistency, right? So, um, yeah, we've just it's just it's really helped our coaches develop further. Um, and you know, they can memorize everything, anything, and like they can you know know all the movements. But again, that that presence and personality we can't teach them to you know have a good presence and personality. So we do look for people that are going to be a good fit as far as our our culture goes. And, um, you know, hopefully they're, you know, if they're an asshole, they're not going to be a good fit for for our staff. So, um, we, that we have that vetting process, you know, in place for a reason, because it would be, it would just suck to bring somebody on and let them just take the floor right away. And then they turn out to be a jerk and, you know, or you're having to deal with all these other issues. Um, we we see all that really early you know and we can have those hard conversations if we need to like hey maybe this isn't a good fit for you you know or for us so um and then we we're just not throwing them in you know to to hey here's all of our members and um so that that's worked well <laughs>
5: awesome awesome so something that you can't teach to your 10 coaches or can't expect um to pass along through the ranks that makes your gym unique and you specifically is you've been involved in birth fit and you are, you know, a, a birth doula. So give us a little bit of a, you know, for some people may have never even heard of either one of those things first. Tell us what that is and how you apply it into things that you can offer at your gym that we'll say 99.9% of any type of facility cannot.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, just a little background, I am a mom of, I have, uh, three, three babies and one angel baby actually. And, um, so we, you know, and being involved in CrossFit for so long, I knew I wanted to continue working out during my pregnancy. Um, I knew that was important. Um, so I kind of started getting curious back in with my, with my first baby that he's 11 now. So 11 years ago, um, this was like, right when I was getting into CrossFit, my husband, well, And that probably doesn't make sense for a lot of people listening, but my husband started the gym, um, back and this was before we met. So I've taken over as far as, uh, running the day-to-day of the gym. Um, but he started the gym back in 2009. I, we didn't meet until, uh, 2014, but I came in, you know, took the CrossFit world in 2011 to the end of 2010, beginning of 2011, had my son in 2010. I went into that pregnancy, not knowing, Like, I mean, I was working out, I played collegiate field hockey. I was very active, but, um, hadn't found CrossFit yet. So that pregnancy, I just didn't know what to do. So, um, went into it kind of blind, learned a lot, right. Luckily had a good experience, but fast forward to, um, meeting my husband down the road, we decide to have a, have a baby. Um, I got pregnant in 2015, um, with my daughter and knew that I wanted to do things differently at this point. I was like, man, there's just a better way to go about training during my pregnancy. There's got to be something out there. Started looking, you know, scouring the internet. There's all kinds of bad advice. Don't recommend just Googling, you know, work, exercise in pregnancy because you get all kinds of conflicting um, stuff. So I started, I found birth fit on Instagram, started following, um, following them the CEO is, she's amazing. Her name's Lindsay Matthews. Um, and everything they were putting out was like research-based, um, and just really good information. I mean, I was strength and conditioning coach. I knew what was good and bad. Um, so once I saw everything they were putting out, I was like, man, I want to be involved in this. How do I get involved? Um, at the time they were, they had birth affiliates. So basically it was like a CrossFit affiliate. I could apply, and, um, you know, have our gym be a birth affiliate. So I went through that process. They only took applications like one time a year, um, was interviewed by, you know, Lindsay Matthews at that point, And she was like, love it. Come on. You know, you definitely can be, um, involved. So, um, uh, the, down the road, they changed things a little bit, went from affiliates to then regional managers. Like, um, so I, was just have stayed involved with them and learning um went through a lot of training with birthfit uh to become a leader and and a coach so i've been uh like i said involved with them since 2015 so i started taking clients on prenatally um so during you know really at all stages so i have i've have clients that are looking to get pregnant and want to know how they should be you know exercising eating like all the things that they can do to help prepare their bodies for pregnancy. So that's a great, um, you know, offering and service that we have. Um, so I help prepare people for pregnancy is then, and then once they are pregnant, uh, working with them through each trimester of their pregnancy, um, it's not about modifying our CrossFit workouts for pregnancy. It's, it's really like I help them with training for birth. There's just a different perspective there. like, there's a lot of, Of things, you know, women, a lot of times feel like they can't be part of the class or they're like, Oh, I can't do pull-ups and muscle-ups and, um, you know, burpees and certain things anymore. And so they feel left out. So it's, but there's so many movements and so many things that we can do to train, you know, to get them ready and prepared for the most athletic event of their entire life. So, um, so we really, you know, have created a really good community and, and a lot of we've had a lot of women pregnant in the gym and they feel like they are involved just as much involved because I'm working with them specifically on like, you know, and especially if I'm coaching, Hey, they're, they might be, you know, pulling a sled instead of going for a 400 meter run. Um, they might be, you know, doing uh, just some different, just different movements that are going to help them, you know, with their goal, right. Which is to have an awesome birth. So, um instead of just modifying what the workout is for that day. So I hope that makes sense. Um so working with them through their pregnancy and then obviously postpartum um getting back, you know, into the gym safely, effectively, um really healing and rehabbing their body, not just like starting right into the classes again, but getting them um, you know, into a good routine that's going to help them heal. Um, so I was doing all that and then there was just this key part missing which was the birth right so a lot of people a lot of my clients were like well why can't you just be at my birth like can't you be my doula and you know I so I started thinking about it and um researched you know how to get a doula certification and went through that whole process and so since um 2018 I've been doing um birth work as far as helping people actually you know with uh, coaching them in birth. So it's just a different piece of coaching. It's, it's awesome and amazing. And then I'm still floored every time I see a baby born, but it's really cool. <laughs> yeah.
5: That takes the idea of scaling and modifying, not even to the next level. That's about 10 levels past. And I know that, that not everybody has the ability to offer something like that in their gym, but you know, you have a, a large membership base, you have um, you know, community that's been around a while, and and maybe just hearing that, you know, is something that, you know, people out there might not be familiar with, or, you know, maybe may want to investigate. Yeah, um, we know that, you know, female population is huge in CrossFit. It's not, um, you know, a male dominated thing. And, you know, we've, you know, you see it over and over. And, you know, how do I how do I work out while I'm pregnant? And how do I get back? And um, it's probably beyond the scope and of what most CrossFit trainers should be giving advice on. And on the other side, most doctors, they also are, are just really like they do with a lot of things are going to say, or oh, just don't do that. The same thing is to just, just not do it. And I've come across my shares, I'm sure you have of, of supportive practitioners who will try to help and in, in work with somebody. But having that certification, you know, may be something that attracts people who are, going to start a family or who are, you know, continuing to grow their family. So it does have business application, um, above and beyond just, you know, one more certification to hang on the wall for sure.
3: Absolutely. Like I would encourage any trainer out there to look into it. Um, look into the birth fit coach certification. If you're a coach, um, if you're an owner, birth, the birth fit education is online now. Um, it's just, it's amazing how many people have reached out you know and come to our gym specifically because they see, you know, on our coach's bio that I have the birth fit certifications and that I have, you know, been involved in that. They're they're seeking like trust and um they want to feel comfortable um knowing that they're in a place that's going to look after them, right? And not just um again modify the workout. It's not about that. It's helping these these women like really prepare for this extremely you know hard event that they're about to go through. So um, yeah. And especially male, you know, male coaches, um, can look into that. I think it's just giving, giving them a whole nother insight into, you know, it, and as long as one person at your gym has it, you can spread that knowledge. Like I, you know, as, as far as my gym goes, like all my coaches come to me and they know like, Hey, what's a good, what can I offer this person instead of this movement what it would be effective, you know? And so we have those conversations or that I have those conversations about, I send them information on, you know, the latest research, you know, and what um, is out there. Um, And, you know, hey, if if somebody's in their third trimester, we're gonna, we're not gonna have them do these, you know, these particular movements and here's some great um, things they can be working on, you know, so um, we have definitely have good conversations around it. (laughs)
5: awesome awesome so one more thing um, that i want to make sure that we can hit on and i, I think it's super important um you come from a military family background um and you know your husband is the founder of this uh the 31 heroes foundation and originated the the concept of the workout for that do i have that right
3: yeah so um 31 heroes project originally um he uh, him and two other women were uh, founders of the charity and um, since then he's he's stayed on the board uh, for that so we've always been very involved in the charity and um, the events for the charity.
5: I think it's just um, it's another example of where being in the world uh, of CrossFit being an affiliate as long as you you have it that steps up. You are in for people who aren't familiar, you know, the area where you are Norfolk, Virginia, very heavily um, military area, big Navy presence. But, you know, we talk to so many people say I'd like to be involved in the community and whether that's their local community, their gym community, community at large. It's just another area where, you know, just like, you know, you've taken the modifications for pregnancy to another level, the community involvement to another level. Uh, There are stages to everything. And I think this this episode, more than anything, kind of illustrates that, that you may not start with this high level of involvement, but there are, if you feel like there isn't more you can do, if you look around, if you listen to podcasts, if you Google, you do some research, talk to people, you really can elevate those things. It goes beyond, you know, mostly everybody listening to this has gotten into the business because they like to help people. They want to help as many people as they can oh, by the way, it's a great way to make a living if you can make that work. But sometimes people start to feel maxed out or feel like there isn't more you can do. In a lot of instances, it's not just go from your level one to two to three or ABC or whatever your specialization it is. It's look around, find find people who have been established in the community for a while, find benchmarks, find people that are, are doing more The higher up you get, the smaller the pyramid gets and you have to you have to look harder to be able to do more. But if your real drive is to do more, if you keep looking, there are these examples that are out there. So uh, I appreciate those two aspects of things the most. Um, We haven't gotten super tactical here and we've talked about a a couple of really or a few really cool things. And uh, I like when episodes go this way. So we have balance. But I say the last thing uh, before we wrap up here. Um, that I'd like to put in is, you know, what are for the the time that you've been involved um, as a coach, you know, mentoring other coaches, a business owner, um, somebody who's involved in the community, you know, uh, all the aspects that you've been. You've had to stay in the game for a long time, and I, I know that we touched on in the beginning. Um, if we could circle back, if there was any piece of advice or any lesson or anything that you wish you could give to younger you or to people out there listening about how to make the biggest impact uh, with a fitness business, what would you say that would be?
3: Hmm. Biggest impact. Um, Man, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I I mean, I don't, I don't know if I would, excuse me, if I would do anything differently. Um, I just think, you know, I just see so many gyms going a hundred different directions, you know, and, They just think they have to be like the new, the go with the newest and latest trends, you know, and there's, I just feel like why we've been successful is we've stuck to like the core, you know, our core offerings. We don't, we just don't change everything every minute, you know, and, uh, doesn't mean we're not up with the times and we don't adapt as we need to, um, but I think, you know, there's something to be said about having, like, we are a classic CrossFit gym. We have so many people come to us that drop in, we're, you know, having military area, there's people in and out, very transient. Um, and a lot of people come to us and they're like, oh, do you do a strength in a Metcon every day? Or do you, you know, they want to know, like, you know, well, this is what I do at my gym and, um, or their gym is some kind of hybrid. And there's nothing wrong with all that. I'm not saying there is, but, you know, as far as, I just know that why we've been successful is we've just really kept our community at the heart of our business. Um, you know, whether that's outreach in the community or within our own, our own space, you know, keeping, um, we really treat everyone like their family. We've gotten so many compliments of people dropping in that are like, wow, I feel like I'm a member at your gym and I'm only here for, you know, this week or a day, you know, we've, And we pride ourselves on that. Like we treat everyone the same when they come in. It's like, Hey, you are, you are a part of our family. You are going to, you know, be loved on. And uh, we, we just really appreciate everybody that walks through the door. Um, And that's, I think, you know, keeping that in the forefront has helped us stay in business, you know? So um, we have a great core group of members that we know would do anything for us and, um, I love that about the CrossFit community, you know, I feel like it's just an extension of your own family. So, um, that's, I mean, my advice is I w I wish I had gotten into it sooner. You know, I, I'm, that's, I think the thing I kick myself on, there was a friend of mine that I went to high school with who, I remember her posting when Facebook like first came out or whatever, you know, was started to be cool. Um, and I used to see her posting about CrossFit and like back in, you know, this was prior to 2005 and she had b- gotten involved in, I wow. remember being, Bougie. yeah, I remember being like so curious, but I never did anything about it. You know, I was just, was like, what is this CrossFit thing she's doing? Like, what is that? And I'd see her post these crazy videos and, um, you know, and it took me years to really come around back to that. And now I'm like kicking myself. Cause I would have just, you know, loved to have gotten involved sooner. Um, so that would be my only advice is, <laughs> to, my, to my younger self, no, you I guess. Yeah.
5: Well, you've been doing it a while now and it sounds like you're doing a great job. I appreciate you being here. We, we are out of time. Um, for anybody listening, um, check them out. CrossFit, the word number 757.com. You can find out everything that you want uh, that we didn't cover on the podcast. Autumn, it's been a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you. I appreciate it.
5: You are very welcome. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate you. We wouldn't be here without you. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lord's Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Lord's
0: Now stick around for the rest of this episode.
2: Use coupon code gymlords on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders.
4: what's going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the gym lords podcast i will be your host today my name is joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is david flanagan of workout anytime with two locations one coming to you from heath ohio one coming to you from miamisburg ohio david what is going on my man how are you today i'm wonderful I am wonderful as well. I appreciate your optimism this morning. (laughs) Very good. Thank you for getting us off, starting on the right foot. Now, David, Workout Anytime is a fairly well-known brand. I don't think you and I have to go too into the the weeds on what what the brand, what the business actually is, but tell us a little bit about your locations. What made you want to get into the fitness business in the first place? How did we come to be here? Sure, um, kind of a, a, a wild story. Um, I'm
6: actually from a, a financial background, and uh, my son, who went to University of Cincinnati, decided that he was going to get into the fitness business or or industry, um, and took business or um, uh, sports management, and graduated with his sports management degree. And I thought, what a great opportunity uh, for my son and I to kind of work together, uh, if you will. And I thought, you know, let me look at different franchises. I did. I looked at several franchises and landed on Workout Anytime, um, went ahead and purchased uh, the franchise in Heat. And uh, they, the the owner of the franchise actually opened up the Heat location in October. I bought it in uh, April. So not exactly. too long after the the franchise opened up
4: is when sure. I kind of stepped in. Um, okay. so it. so you really got involved from the beginning of this. Yes, right? yes. And, yeah. and uh, for Heath, right, uh, Miami'sburg, I I ground up that one. so fine. very beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> and so you come from not quite traditionally the fitness industry as far as background, right? When we talk about gym ownership, the vast majority of the time, it's somebody that's a pretty good trainer, a pretty good coach, and they decide they want to venture on their own. You sort of took the opposite path for that one. Tell us a little bit about that. I did. Um, Essentially, like I said, I wanted to
6: buy something that my son and I could probably do together. Uh, I figured this would be a great opportunity for him. Unfortunately, um, he interned with ASIC, and ASIC offered him a position when he graduated, and he said thanks
4: dad but i'll see you later that sounds like fortunately for him unfortunately for you. yeah so now i own a gym yeah and so um, and that's, so that's kind of got, how i got into it yeah so here we are now with two gyms yeah tell us i mean workout anytime is like we said a, a nationally known brand at this point but sure if somebody were unfamiliar with this, if somebody were to walk in off the street, what are some of the things that they could sign up for? What do we, what are we, how are we serving your membership? Um, just from a standpoint of
6: a member, um, you know, we've got our traditional gym memberships. Uh, there's several different memberships uh, that are available. One of the things that um, I like about this franchise was that it was more than just a gym. Uh, they have tanning, we have a hydro bed, we have training, we have group training. So there was a lot of different facets of the business, which is what I was really interested in. I didn't want just a the gym. Uh, There's several out there franchises that are just a gym right. um, without without the training or without any of the, the bells and whistles. So yeah. that's, that's one of the things that intrigued me uh, about this franchise. The other thing was, is that um, it's a little unique by the fact that we actually own the equipment we actually own everything in the building so a lot of gym franchises you go in and you buy the franchise and they provide everything for you uh, and you're kind of leasing it whereas this one i actually own everything in the gym
4: yeah and so workout anytime appealed to you mainly on the premise of providing some sort of additional layer services on top of your traditional 24 hour come and go as you please Absolutely. membership. And this, I mean, this sort of model, we refer to it as, as big box, but workout anytime has sort of found itself in this more medium box category, right? Because right. of that personal touch, that coaching, that tailorability, and in, 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 I mean, in traditional models we have to go such huge volume just to make overhead you guys can stay at a little bit lesser of a total membership because we're generating revenue from these other services is that right that's correct plus it's it's
6: like you said it's not a big box you know we're uh, we range anywhere from about 5000 square feet to about 10000 square feet sure um so it's a it's a smaller box lower overhead uh, right. all the way around. So obviously, the, all those things help and in, in lead into yeah. the profitability.
4: And and so it becomes even more imperative to keep average revenue per member front of mind as opposed to just sheer how many people can we sign up Absolutely. as a membership. Tell us about, I mean, that, that number is a, a good starting point. And so for your two locations, how many people in total are we serving? Um, between the two of them,
6: right around three thousand, or yeah, right around three thousand people. Okay. Um, and, and my my membership in uh, Columbus is a little bit larger, or a little bit bigger. Um, it's a lot larger gym. Um, that that mo- or that uh, location is about nine, almost ten thousand square feet. Uh, Miamisburg is in a unique area. We're literally in residential almost. And um, it's about a five thousand square foot building. Uh, it was an old Blockbuster, actually. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and I gutted it and and
4: started from four walls and a floor. Yeah, well, Blockbuster didn't have much need for that space anymore, so ah. <laughs> you got into a, de- a decent commercial spot. Now, David, with these these locations, like we said, kind of the the idea of being, of course, we have these as baseline memberships, but. Where the the real revenue is generated is in personal training, in group training, in spa massage type things. Absolutely. How much of your population is participating in some sort of upsell? Our, level? our goal, and one of the things that that you know I kind of focus on uh,
6: with our team is to make sure that you know we're at least forty five percent of our membership is in the premium membership. Uh, so for example, a basic membership will cost you $20, uh, a premium membership is 30 bucks. So, you know, for every two premiums, I just picked up an extra basic member. Um, and so our, our premium membership is really critical and important, um, to, to get those folks because it's a lot less members to increase our profitability or bottom line. Um, and then obviously upsell you know, we uh, we do everything from merchandise to the the group training. Uh, I've got what's called a Stekoo 3D uh, body scanner that I purchased uh, yeah. that I, I use between both gyms. That's that's a huge income yeah. uh, revenue generator.
4: How have you found success when it comes to funneling those members towards higher level services like that?
6: Uh, typically, what we do is we kind of cater to the. The individual. So tanning is a huge uh, business. I, I had no idea until I got into this industry, but uh, tanning is a big, big part of the business. So, you know, first thing we do is, is when somebody's doing a tour is we take them around and show them, you know, here's all the equipment. A treadmill is a treadmill. You know, I think you, you can't really give them a whole lot of insight on a treadmill, but when we take them over to the hydro bed, um, we literally put them on the hydro bed. We turn it on and we let them sit there and we tell them, you know, hey, I got to go take care of something. I'll be right back. And and we leave them on there. Uh, It sells itself. Then you take them to the tanning and you show them, you know, hey, here's a stand up bed. Here's a lay down bed. It's as good as the same things, you know, it's across the street at the tanning salon. Um, And our tanning is only $10 a month unlimited, you know, across the street it's $40 a month. So those are the easy things to do just as you're talking and walking uh, with your members. And it's really easy to upsell when, you know, A, they get on that, that hydro bed and they feel what it is um, because it's pretty nice. And yeah. then B, when you actually show them those tanning beds and you break it down to, you know, Hey, it's only $10 versus 40. If you went to a tanning salon.
4: Sure. And so we're getting a, a almost half or the goal is just shy of half into right. the premium membership. What about, upsells from there like group training or personal training is that uh, okay conversation so what we do, taking place at that same time uh, no um typically what we do is we get them
6: in and then what we offer is we offer a free success session now what that is is it's an opportunity for them to sit down with one of our trainers for 30 minutes and just kind of pick their brain uh, ask them a lot of questions Our trainers will ask the member a lot of questions. And then we usually take them out and we show them how to use some of the equipment out there. While we're doing that, we're finding out, you know, what are their goals? What are they, why did they join the gym? What is their, their, you know, aspiration? Once we've done that, then it's pretty easy to say, you know, hey, uh, we've got this STIQ, three-dimensional body scanner. What we'd like to do is put you on that. Um, We can do a body scan. It's $40 value. Um, and then put you into a, uh, a a small group class, depending on, you know, what they're looking for, uh, put them into a small group class. Um, you know, for $99, we can put you into this small group class. We'll give you two STICUs, which is an $80 value. Um, and we can help you achieve your goal. The benefit of the STICU is we're going to be able to show you results, not tell you about results, but show you real results right and uh and you know that's that's the sale yeah and once you get them into group then you start pushing them into the personal training
4: yeah and and david i mean you come from outside of the fitness industry but you've been around long enough traditionally in this sort of model that that free session is valuable but it's really really difficult to get people to take advantage of it has that been in your experience Not, is that then it, it was a hurdle um, but but what i did is i bought this thank you um,
6: which is literally it's a three-dimensional body scanner um and so when we're doing a tour we usually stick our head inside and say you know hey this is our three-dimensional body scanner um it's the only one that we, that's in the state right now uh actually there's two now in the state of ohio um and you know this thing if you're looking to lose weight or you're looking to build muscle or whatever it is your goals are this is where it starts so we kind of plant that seed and then when we tell them you know hey we're going to give you a free success session we use that stike you as as
4: kind of our our carrot i see okay and so i I guess the the question from there is what Percentage of your population is in some sort of small group or or personal training level. Right now, so,
6: we're probably
4: about eight uh, percent. Okay, right, right, that, that, and I assume that's something that uh, obviously everyone in this industry is looking to grow that number, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I mean that. At the end of the day, like we said, that's the that's the revenue generator, right? We could have a thousand plus people in these 20 or 30 dollar a month memberships but
2: Absolutely. if we can be
4: collecting four, five, six hundred six hundred dollars a month from somebody we can Easily. make a, up a lot of ground right yes yes and and so mr flanagan i mean tell us kind of how we can increase that then right that's the real kicker for everybody in this model is how do we get more of our population into Higher-paying service. What is, how are you guys planning on, on attacking that? So, so some of the things that we do. Obviously, we're we're bringing them in uh, with the group training.
6: Um, right. Once a month, we'll do a couple of free classes, and we advertise the heck out of that to come in and do a couple free group training classes uh, to get them involved. Um, you know, everybody loves free stuff, um, and, and it, it gives us that that edge. Uh, then, first thing in the spring, and we start talking about that now, is you know we're going to do some boot camps. We're going to do some outside boot camps, and we're going to do some things that are kind of fun, um, and get people excited about you know the spring and going out there. And you know, there's 20 people. It's going to be in the class, and we're going to have three trainers out there with you. Um, and, and you know, if you can build some excitement with uh, individuals, it's a whole lot easier. Yep. Uh, we do a couple of things like right now we're doing a triathlon. Um, sounds kind of crazy, but uh, we do this every year. Um, each quarter we do a different um, program, if you will. It's free to the gym or to everybody it's in the, the gym. Uh, we keep sheets track of it on sheets and, and it's a it's a true triathlon 126 mile bike ride uh, 26 mile run and we let them row instead of swim. Um, and what it does is it keeps people engaged. We get a lot of members that start up in January, you know, and they're great for two weeks and then they start falling off. Well, by having this triathlon, um, it keeps people engaged. They want to finish it. We talk to them all the time. We always post stuff out on Facebook and, and uh, Snapchat and some of these other uh, Uh, media places just to get the people engaged Um, We also once they finish it we take a big you know picture of them with their certificate Uh, we have a a wall of fame if you will um, that we post all these pictures on so you know your picture's up there for a year yeah Uh, but by getting those people engaged into some of the things that they're not comfortable with it also gives us an opportunity to get to
4: know them and to push that success session. I see, okay, and and I wanna kinda of unpack a lot of what you just said, because there sure. was some important points there. One, the, the idea of this sort of internal value for our members that we have, right? Keeping them engaged, that speaks to retention, right? Absolutely. Retention is entirely about utilization at the end right. of the day. If somebody is coming, multiple times a week and using various services within our business, there's a far higher likelihood that they're gonna continue than somebody that starts to drop off and and doesn't use the services. I think that's an incredible use of the membership that you have. The other side of that coin is that you mentioned using all of these things, social media, you mentioned Facebook, Snapchat, whatever else, And that brings us really well to the idea of of marketing and getting in front of new potential members. Has that been a more organic thing for you guys or have you dabbled into the paid advertising side of social media? Um, I've dabbled into the paid side, uh, but what I found is that,
6: um, you know, if I post a a generic um, ad, if you will, for some promotion, Uh, I'll get maybe 10 or 15 views. If I post something of Susie just finished her triathlon and it's the first time she's ever done anything like this, I'll get 300 views. So that is a bigger deal because now what we've learned how to do is take Susie's success and say, hey, you can do this too. Come in and talk to us. We'll show you how to do it. There's still time. You can do a triathlon as well. Yeah. And kind of breach that into our marketing side. And that's yeah. obviously just so much better.
4: Of course. And and, and I mean, there's, there's a twofold question, I suppose, from my end. And it sounds like, one, it's been a poor engagement on the paid side and in turn leading to poor ROI, right? In a business like this, any sort sure. of money that you're investing needs to have a return on the back end. Right. Otherwise... It's not a good investment, but the question that I have for you guys, is that something that you're doing in-house or is that something that you guys outsourced? Um, little of both. Uh, we'll do some in-house. Um, typically the franchise
6: and put together kind of a, a, a program, you know, this month we're going to do a $1 enrollment and they'll give us several ideas, static advertising that we can use and post and so on. Um, and then what we do is, um, yeah, if you ever if you ever went to my my Facebook page, you'd see some of the crazy stuff that we do. But you know, we take it a step further, and and I do some crazy things. Uh, you know, for Christmas time, the month of December, we used the gnome to do all of our advertising for us. And it was you know every day where the gnome was, what he was doing today. Yeah. Uh, so we try to mix it up so that people are engaged with you know what we're doing, and and look and tell their other you know friends and sure. and,
4: and that's. That's kind of the goal. Yeah. And so I want to take a step back here and, sure. and kind of look at this from a, a 30,000 foot view of marketing and sales as a, a funnel analogy. Way up at the top, obviously, is lead generation coming from wherever, right? From organic social media, from walk-ins off the street, from website opt-ins, Y Z else. Somewhere in the middle of that funnel is our sales process, right? The tours that you have, converting to memberships and then down at the bottom of that funnel is retention for you guys of those three different phases, lead gen sales retention. Where do you think you have the biggest opportunity to improve here? As we, we look at the rest of 2022. I think it's sales or leads. I'm sorry. I think it's leads, uh, trying
6: to get those leads, trying to get those appointments, um, you know training is a huge piece uh well i'd love to think that every customer is treated the same way that i treat them with my folks that doesn't necessarily happen right, right. and uh, that that's that's probably the biggest that's the kicker right there David. you know if i could if i could clone myself i know exactly what everybody's you know hearing and i can sell huh. the same thing yeah. uh, the problem is is that you know the, the story as it's told in the circle, by the time it gets back to you, is nowhere near what you started with.
4: Like that old game of telephone, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I think there's a lot of gym owners that would listen to this episode and agree with you that if they could do everything themselves, everything would run smoothly. Everything would function at a higher level. But the reality is, I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. There's only one of you. Right. And, and so how do we recreate that? How do we build a system? How do we automate as much as we can to make sure that that human element is, is minimized as sure. much as possible, right? Sure. And, and so David, I guess here's the, the big question as we look into the rest of 22 or 2022, excuse me, and beyond, What's the big picture for these two gyms in your mind? What are you guys striving towards in the long run? I mean, obviously, um, customer you know, count or membership
6: count is obviously important, uh, but there, it also comes down to how we're taking care of the member, how much each member is worth, their value, uh, you know, short-term and long-term, uh, how long is a customer or a member stay with us? Um, you know, what is the the expected revenue generated by each member? Um, and and that becomes more and more important because I would rather have, you know, 10 members making a $500 each than to have 50 members and I'm making $10. Um, it's just a lot easier to manage. It's a lot easier to generate more revenue sure. and cater to their personal needs, which is what you know it's going to generate that, that bottom line.
4: yep I think that's that's an incredibly important point. and in in our industry, the reality is that in the vast majority of the time, the more people pay, the more they value it. it's, it's they complain less. they get better results. They are a better customer in the long run, and they're probably paying their dues right on time every month and their credit card is good for it and so sure, sure. the real challenge how do we get those people right to your point how do we find those leads how do we get them interested in our business and not xyz other and it comes down
6: to taking care of them right right offer something
4: that they can't get from your competition yeah that's that's it at the end of the day david this is in simplistic terms, a business and money in versus money out is is the name of the game. But what are the soft skills? What are the intangibles that we can provide that keep more people around to boost that money in? Right. Yep. David, that's probably a pretty good place to start to wrap this up. But where can people find out a little bit more about your two clubs? Are you guys on social media? Oh yeah, uh, Facebook. Uh, under
6: workoutanytime.com um, and you know forward slash miamisburg or forward slash heat. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're uh, we're we're on everything you could possibly think of. We're out there.
4: <laughs> we um, are there to be found. We are out
6: there, and there's some pretty crazy stuff uh, that you'll see. Um, we have fun with it, and the members love it. I mean, you know, they come in and they <laughs> off the street, you know, to to tour the gym and they're like oh you're that guy that did you know blah 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 um and that's that's kind of a a cool neat feeling um so but yeah just check us out on uh on social media we're out there for sure.
4: Well, David, I I always enjoy the ability to host this conversation and see how people's minds work and, and what their skill set is when it comes to running and growing a business like this. And so I really, really appreciate your your time and your contribution here. I can't thank you enough. And, and we'll have to check in with you again down the road to see where things lie for you.
2: Sure. My Fantastic. Well,
4: my man, I appreciate it. To everyone who tuned in today, I appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out.